Marvel DC, Marvel DC, Marvel DC, 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 Marvel, 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 Marvel Image. We create our own realities and words. That's disgusting. Hello. That's disgusting. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. Hey, 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 and welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Geek Chat Summer Series. Mini-series. Mini-series. I'm Desmond. I'm Rich. And we're your host for this new Summer Series. Uh, it's going to be taking place in between the fourth and the fifth seasons um, of our live show. So we're, we're taking a little break uh, from the live show, which is on Mondays at 6 o'clock on MixLR. Uh, we will be coming back... Uh, I think on August eighth. August eighth. August eighth on that Monday, we will re- we will be, we will be returning uh, to your airways and and ear holes. Ways, your ear holes uh, live. And then we're also going to be doing a live Facebook feed as well, which is pretty crazy. So be sure to tune in for that live show when we start again. But for right now, uh, you're going to get us doing a quick little mini series uh, because we don't want you guys to be uh, too long without us. That's right. And there's still new comic books coming out every week. And we got to make sure you know what to buy and maybe what to stay away from. Um, if you value our opinion if you, that much. Even if you don't, you know, <laughs> listen that's, to us anyway. That's right. <laughs> Let's do All right. So, so uh, unfortunately for this week, we have no DC. Nope. Because, again, DC, for whatever reason, uh, decided to take this fifth week off. I think it's very silly of them to do that. I think it was a missed opportunity for people coming in, looking for the new titles. Yep. It's the first month you do it, and, oh, you know what? Bam, fifth week. Sorry. We got nothing for you. But next week, of course, there'll be brand new ones. I just think it was it was not very bright on their part, sales-wise. I mean, don't you know that when you start something new, you need to keep up with it? I would agree 100%. It's like, it's like I get it. You know, maybe they were really rushing or they thought, okay, you know, we, we have a lot of stuff going on right now, so we want to, we want to wait uh, maybe because they feel like they maybe flooded the market a lot with a lot of stuff. But I still think they, should, they need to keep that momentum rolling, yep. especially with Marvel. Even what they should have done is given us that Justice League. One new book. That's all it would take. One new book. Yeah. Because we get the new Justice League on July 6th or 7th, whatever the Wednesday is. Yeah, um, they could have they just gave us something. something you yep. know? But you know what? What we do have is a brand new number one. Yes, a brand new number one, which From I really like. Hillbilly by Eric Powell. And it's by his studios. Albatross. Albatross Comics. That's right. Um, so if you're not familiar with... Um, Albatross Eric, Funny Books. Albatross Funny Books. So if you're not familiar with Eric Powell, he did a little uh, a little fantastic book called uh, The Goon and a couple of other books. He Big is, Man Plans. Yeah, Big Man Plans was another one he did that we reviewed that we really, really enjoyed. Um, and this is his take on, uh, he always does sort of macabre, um, sideshow, um, kind of, I, I always kind of think of his, his stuff as a little bit more like, um, definitely with, with the macabre tinge, a lot of, it's like a classic EC feel to it. Um, tells like a little horror. Grips. Yeah, a little horror, but, um, but it's really good. Like I, 
like I think it I think it's easy to compare him to someone like Mike Mignola in the way and and their writing style and the things that they choose to write about. And that they both illustrate their own words. Yep, they do in this all case, their own stuff. he did everything. Correct. It just says Hillbilly by Eric Powell, edited by Tracy Marsh. Yes. So I mean everything. Uh the colors, the pencils, the inks. Everything was done by this one man. I gotta say, this is a beautiful book. It is. It's fantastic. It's fantastic book. You guys should really pick it up and try it. Um, it so it tells the story of one of your uncles, right? I, I think, yeah, I think he might have been because <laughs> it takes place in the Appalachian <laughs> Mountains. I'm You're assuming so full of it. Um, <laughs> it's all about how we perceive people and. When you don't know someone... And witches are bad. And you kind of make up stories about them. So... And witches are bad. And witches are bad in this. Really bad. <laughs> um, Which I like. It's like this... Again, it's like a it's like a fairy tale. And like the witches are bad, but um, but he's like a, 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 a writer of wrongs. Yes. So this boy James goes fishing down by the creek. Little black boy. And... Um, he gets tempted by these strawberries and the strawberries are a witch's and the witch puts the boy to sleep and she's trying to steal his essence. Yeah. And then her hand gets chopped off by, by this, hillbilly. by this hillbilly and, uh, with this giant meat cleaver yeah. that looks awesome. And yeah. And so and he saves from, the boy. And then from there it goes into his origin, which is really almost well, like, we're not really sure. Right. But it's, it's folklore. It's, yes. it's, it's, a story that's been passed down through generation to generation, and it really is all stories take on something. It's the old telephone game. Yep. So I'm going to tell Des, you know, the brown cow sleeps by the moon, and by the time it gets to, like, 50th person, it's going to be, you know... A purple cow. Eating children yeah. in the moonlight. But that's what I like about it. It talks about this oral history that and fairy tales that happened in this old older world before cell phones and computers and that's very much where this where this takes place it is not a contemporary story like this is this takes place long ago and where people are you know have sex with with are 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 raped by uh demons and or or have or have children with no eyes and you know which is you know cut cut their eyes cut the they're, they're born with like with like no eyes, meaning meaning the skin around their eyes is completely um, patched over, so there's no there's no indents for eyes, and then like a witch, you know, cuts his, cuts the eyes open that way they can see, and and when the when he sees the the, the death of someone f- close to him, the um, he the cries blood, blood he, black blood, black blood that stains his face. Yep. It's like it's like stuff like that that you just. That's just a, that comes from a really imaginative mind, and then to be able to uh, translate all that into pictures is just quite amazing. And then I, I really enjoyed this book. Um, and then the the talking bear. At I the know end. Lucille who who stayed out of the boy's way not to scare him. Yep, she shows up. Yep. Giant bear. Fairly good first issue. I really enjoyed this story. Yeah, and then, and then, but what I liked about it is it had action, and it, though it was talking heads with with the um, with the hillbilly taking this taking this boy back to his family, you know, telling him literally or 
his origin story as a fairy tale. It was. It was a fairy tale story. The whole thing was. Yeah, but I mean, that's. But he basically told every. He, he basically told the reader what you needed to know. Yep. And that's what I like. It. This is this is a fantastic. And it wasn't issue. boring. Exactly. It wasn't boring. The pictures were compelling. Um, it made me want to turn the page pages and find out what was going yep. on. Yep. I and I love. So it's it's sepia tones. It's not actual black and white. Uh, yeah, but there is some color peppered throughout, like mm-hmm. very light blues, a red panel that comes out of nowhere. It's very shocking. Yeah, very like it. It, but I like I like that because they're using the because he's using the sepia tones. When you have a pop of color, it means something. It's dramatic. I really think that this reminds me of a of a Hayao Miyazaki story. You uh, know. Who? Hayao Miyazaki, like Princess Mononoke and ah, stuff like that, yeah. where it has these fairy tales that that mean something. I don't know. I I really enjoyed this book, and I'm thoroughly looking forward to the next one. So, um, if you want to try something new from from an established, fantastic creator, we highly recommend Hillbilly, and you can pick that up where when they come back in at whatever comics located at 548 Castro Street. I was very happy we sold out of this book, but I plan on ordering more. Yes. Yes, it, again, and if you want to pick up Big Man Plans, they have it here too. It was a great great That book. was my first, so I never read The Goon. Really? Yeah, and I read The when Goon. When we um pick out our number ones, you had me read Big Man Plans oh, number yeah. 1, and I went into this not knowing anything. I knew about Eric Powell just for what he did, you know. And I really liked it. Yep. So I was looking forward to reading this. This wasn't one of those number ones you told me to read that I was like, oh, Jesus. It was actually really good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, and he's super cute to boot. Anyway, um, the next book that we're going to review is Steve Rogers, Captain America, Agent of Hydra. That okay doesn't say that. But, number two. But it's number two. But, you know, he is an agent of Hydra. And in this issue, we find out what happened to the man um, with the flag on his back. Uh, the and writer head. and so and um, the writer was Nick Spencer. The artist was Jesus Saza. Um, I thought it was Saez. Saez. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, lettering was by VCs Joe Comangana. Think hey hey uh, VC. Uh, and then the cover was by Jesus. And there was a ton, a ton, a metric ton of variants. Actually, there was only two variants, but whatever. So in this one, we find out what happened to Captain America. And it's I already said this was gonna happen. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. And if you and if you don't and if you didn't see it coming a mile away, you must have had your blinders on because this was so simple. Uh in a nutshell, we're gonna do spoilers. The the Cosmic Cube baby, when she made Captain America Young, she altered his history. Yep. That's literally what she did. And the reason why she did this was because when she was a when she was in cube form, um she was conscious in her cube form and remembered all of the things that her and the Red Skull did before she shattered. And she sees the Red Skull as a father, like figure a father figure or a playmate or a father figure or something like that and so she 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 missed him and so she goes to him uh because she feels that the connection and so red skull who is now bored and tired of 
with Professor X's abilities because he stole Professor X's brain and has telepathy now, which I thought was really good. I thought that was a really good character moment for Red Skull because he can control people to to bow to him, but he doesn't want to force them. Exactly. He wants them to do it for their own free will. Yes. And that's the and that's the and that's the thing about despots and and villains is you can make the world you can force the world to do something if you have that kind of power, but to actually make them bend of their own free will and make them believe what you're saying is so much more powerful mm-hmm. than than mind control. And I think for him saying that just was like wow like this is a this is a really aware character that i really like like this is a he, he, nick spencer's writing the red skull fantastic this issue was for all the naysayers for the first issue this issue was fantastic well you know you can in, judge a book by one issue i know i know but in seeing this or people that didn't even happened, read it <laughs> but but something has to happen though because because there was a there was a there was a telltale sign that happened in this when sin was made beautiful again by the by the well I want to know who made her baby. alive she died well maybe Franklin I guess Franklin did. didn't know that but maybe. yeah um but when the when the the daughter says to Red Skull when Sin says to Red Skull why don't you just make her do this why don't you just make her you know make you the ruler of the world and he was like no we can't push her so i think something's going to happen and she's going to have to turn against him and do something to to right all of the wrongs so this book is supposed to tie heavily into both uh, thunderbolts and um uncanny avengers um in which we know that the uncanny avengers are looking for red skull rogue wants revenge yep I really so in Thunderbolts the last issue, um, we were supposed to review it. We didn't have time. Moonstone, uh, Kobik had pulled the Moonstone right out of her body and this killed her. This is the her. cosmic cute baby. Yeah, killed killed Moonstone to become the new Moonstone. She thought it was fun. So in that book, she actually revived and made Moonstone alive again, which I now think if this is what she's doing to people. Because she turned Martin Solvig, is that his, that's his yep. name, into a Hydra as well. She's doing this every time to make followers. So I have a feeling. Do you remember reading? Well, they're was, not followers. That's what I love about it. Is is she's changed, and that's see, and that's the thing that real quick. That's the thing that Marvel was kind of shitty about when Tom Brevoot and and Nick Spencer because they were like no it's no not no mind control. no it's not mind control it's not mind control well technically it's it technically it's not no because they've rewritten your history exactly so you think so, you are so um, that and that's what I think is kind of clever in in a sort of kind of sort of way so do you remember in Captain America it was Sam Wilson when um uh uh oh my God I'm blanking Colleen Wing and uh, big afro, big afro. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, we're not good. Bad geeks. Well, you maybe forget it now. <laughs> you maybe forget her name. I can't. Daughters say of the Dragon. I know. I know what you're talking about, but you made me forget. Okay. Because so you anyhow, said calling wing, and I'm, do you remember? All I'm, thinking, all I'm thinking about is her and that white cat suit. No. Do you remember when oh, she yeah. was telling Captain America Sam Wilson that there are Hydra agents spread throughout? Yes. I'm wondering because that plotline was dropped. I'm wondering if this is going to rebring that up. I hope because so. She said even in the X Men were were Adra Hydra. Misty Knight. Misty Knight. 
yes. Misty Knight. So Woo-hoo. she even um, mentioned it. So that was a that was a loose remender plot yep. that he basically dropped. And I, yep. yeah, I really hope that they do it too. But again, so that's what the issue was about. If you want to know what happened to Captain America, you read the issue and how everything happened and how everything happened. I personally. I'm fine with it. This issue made me want to see what's going on. And especially, I, we can't leave without talking about uh, Red Skull's assessment of Baron Zemo. Oh, my God. Joke. Oh, my God. I was like, are you? I want to see Baron Zemo and Red Skull fight it out. That's what I want to see. To have him say that Baron Zemo's mind is the is one of the weakest ones he 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 was able to control was just like, geez, Louise. I was just like, God damn, you know. I really loved that because you because you see with all of his bravado of Baron Zemo, and then for have Red Skull who was so meticulous and calculating. Like I would love to see the two of them go head to head against each other. Seriously, you know, what, you know what else this issue did? It made standoff. Much clearer. The things that happened in Standoff. This issue should have been included in the hardcover collection because Agreed. it makes everything, all of our questions yep. of things. Why was Red Skull there? Why was this happening? It See, all made sense. That's the thing. Nick. Sp- so Nick Spencer, who wrote Standoff, basically said... Just wait. Yeah, just wait. That's literally what he said. Just wait. All the shit from that's from that is going to be uh, rectified in Captain America. And he stood true. I really enjoyed this book. Yep, me too. So the next book we're going to do is from Image Comics, and it's Jupiter's Legacy, Volume 2, Number 1. Finally! By Mark Millar, Frank Quitely, writer and then artist. Peter Doherty did the letters, design, and production, and Sonny Go did the colors, with Rob Miller doing the digital art assist. Uh, if you did not read Jupiter's Legacy, you do not need to. I mean, I would recommend it because it was a good book. You but, should read it. But the inside cover pretty much wraps up what happened so that if you're a new reader, you can just read this, understand, and boom. Uh, they, they, one thing they didn't do, which I thought was which, which was not cool, is they didn't say that, yes, the the children did usurp them, but it was all because of Martin. It was all sorry. It was all because of Walter. It right. was Walter's Walter's um, idea. Walter's idea. Who was the brother of of uh, the father of Chloe and Brandon? So, and again, if I'm saying all these names, but Chloe and Brandon are the are the two are the two children of the strongest superheroes on the planet, and Walter is their uncle. And Walter used them in order to uh, well, mo- mostly Brandon to usurp power from their father, who was that basically the Superman of this of this world. Right. And so now Walter is is the head of the U.S. And Brandon is the figurehead, and Chloe and her husband. Well, Chloe's Hutch, in jail right now. No, Chloe's not. No, no, no. Chloe is the one. Chloe and Hutch, uh, Chloe's husband, Hutch, are are. They're the ones getting everyone, getting all the yeah. villain, super villains together. That way, they can go to America and fight. And yeah. Jason, who was their son, seems to be the strongest of them all. Uh huh. Especially that last page. Yep. So, so that's a basically a recap of, of where we're starting now and so this issue is is when uh hutch and chloe are going around the world collecting former supervillains and just to see them use their powers is amazing and the type of powers that they have is just really good yeah i this was a really good issue um if you want a good superhero romp but you don't want 75 years of reboots and all this I would say pick this book up because it's actually really pretty to look at. The writing is really strong. The 
each power, I like how they show, like you said, like you see how certain people's powers work. Like the woman who could shrink down through her phone to go to a girlfriend. That was totally a Ray Palmer move. Uh-huh. But I thought it was really cool. And then Chloe saying, did you really think that I could not outrun, outrun a, what is it, a, a, a photon particle? Yeah, I was something like, like that. It, she knew where she was going. I was like, that is so awesome. Right here. Do you think that I really could Subatomic particle. Yeah. So she just basically, it was cool. And then she's using her, her force field. Like this, this, this woman is amazing. Yeah. And then the, the superhero prison. So you get introduced to, um, on the cover is Ryoku. And she is, she's got strength, speed, psychic powers. She's also bought and paid for to be the guard in Dubai. For for a supervillain named the... Uh, Repro. Yeah, and he's like a parasitic type of superhero and they basically have him in status in front of their their this big building to show all of the superheroes super villains, super villains not do to, not do not to fuck do, with us yeah and so she is the one who protects them and that's when this little boy lands and i that's i want the second issue now i want to see this fight yep so again mark millar gets a lot of you know flack for his writing because he seems to write these small miniseries directly for a movie directly to be made into movies tv series and stuff like that i personally don't give a shit if this is this man's model and he can still have the quality fine get your money boo that's all i gotta say get your money boo um seriously you know if but the thing is i've actually really like all both jupiter circle and legacy but that's that's different though. He writes these very short form stories that can be adapted, but if the content is there, fine. If you want to make your money and go play Hollywood in this would fine, do it. Just make sure that your writing is top notch because if it's not, sit your ass down because I don't want to read it. And he has had certain things that he has written that I have not enjoyed mm-hmm. that were for. Like, I mean, everyone says that Chrononauts was amazing, and I, I was kind of bored with it, uh, to tell the truth. You know, because it literally, that one literally seemed like it, it was It read for, like a, a screen, it, right? It, well, like a, a pitch. Yeah. Like a pitch. And I was like, okay. But Jupiter's Legacy, for some reason, I think this is the one that he's really like... Well, I think it's also Frank Quitely. His his co-creator. I think they really get behind these. And yeah. so there's Jupiter's Legacy, the first book, which is about the children taking on the adults. And then there's Jupiter's Circle, which is a story about the adults as kids, as young grownups yeah, growing in up. Like the fifties and 60s. which is really good as well. Yep. And then and then the part of Jupiter's Legacy in the beginning, when you see one of the old guard talking to Hutch, his son, who was you know, who was actually a superhero, uh, father of a superhero. His father was a superhero, and he had, in Brazil, he had, um, you know, taken a lover, and they had this, he, he, she had this son. And so he gave him his, his Negarod in order to, his weapon, but he doesn't have any powers. Hutch oh, my is, God, that was awesome when he was trying to go through the airport. All to, to find get batteries. the batteries. Yeah. Move aside, terrorists coming through. Yeah. And he, like, goes to, to steal batteries and then, like, just blows. I love it. I love yeah, it. it. It's a good story. You guys really should pick it up. And take the chance and pick up the uh, Jupiter's Legacy Volume uh, 1. Line one. It's really worth your time. I believe it's nine ninety nine. Perfect. 
Uh, the next book we're going to review is Uncanny Inhumans number 11, which is a Civil War II tie-in. Um, to my knowledge and to my feelings, this was the closest to a tie-in that we've seen so far. You know, because this directly, um, this issue directly um, is caused by the and shows the ramifications from what happened in Civil War II number two. The writer is Charles Sewell. The penciler is Carlos Pacheco. The inker is Andy Owen. And the colorist is David Krull. And the letter is uh, VC's Clayton Close. And the cover artist was Carlos Pacheco. Before we say anything about the story itself, I have to say that I really believe that this is not representative, a, a, a good representation of Carlos Pacheco's artwork. I was very disappointed with um, the way it looked. It looked really rushed. It seemed like they had another artist for this, and then last minute they asked him to to fill in and do this because this is not indicative of of his artwork, and it is not a true representation. I was very, very disappointed with the artwork. It, it, in some spaces, it didn't even look like his art in any form, from his classic... Uh, early 2000, late 90s stuff to his more contemporary style, which is which which started around the New Avengers around that area, um, like the last five five or six years. But this, I was really disappointed with the artwork. So it's funny you bring that up. I was reading it, and halfway through, I'm like, who who is this? And I looked at the cover, and I'm like, it says Pacheco, and I turned to the title page, and I'm like. This is his artwork. It doesn't look anything like it. Nope. At all. So it's funny you say that. So for me, before we get into the story, I was disappointed because out of the Inhuman books, I've been enjoying this one the most. So like the first arc dealt with the son, him, the family getting the son back. And then the second arc was the, the like who's trying to take over. It was very political. It was in the quiet room and the son's trying to make a bid for to be like king. Mm -hmm. And then we had those really two crappy um, stories about Johnny when uh, Crystal found out. They were filler. But I was looking forward. I really liked the quiet room story and this whole political atmosphere with different, you know, the different factions trying to take over. And this is why I hate crossovers and i'm going to say this in two ways i love crossovers and i don't because of this this is where an event now bumps the regular story off and for me that was a huge i was a little disappointed question yes so all the other ones are mini series why do you think this one was was in the main story not all are mini series well because the so, one that we've seen so far, of it. well, that's not true. So uh, the, Ms. Marvel? Uh, Ms. Marvel was not. Now, I was going to say Captain Marvel, the past Captain Marvel, she, was one of my strongest yeah. tie-ins because it directly, uh, it, it showed the before and after of what happened in both one and two, and I really liked that. Do you think the reason why they're doing that is because these books have a lower a lower sell rate, or... No, I think they really they want to. Yeah, I think they just want people to to see what's going on to make them interested in the other book. Well, this one, well, that's true. This was this uncanny in humans does not do that Mm -mm. because this is specifically. So what happens in the book, real quick, just to fill you all in, is in Civil War Two, number two, Tony Stark goes in and steals Ulysses and wants to use his abilities to do his own his own stuff, and. 
this one takes place right around the time when they 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 go to Stark and they basically tell him we want him back. And so Medusa says, "Okay, we're not going to fight the Avengers. The Avengers is, is blocking him, and the Avengers are saying we'll take care of it." And Karnak is like, "We need to fight. We need to fight." And so Medusa is like, "Nope, we are going to dismantle Tony Stark personally." And so they don't do anything to harm his company because that would just lay off people. They affect him directly, his bank accounts, his leaked his emails, suits, his leaked emails, just stuff that affects him directly. Um, it made scandal. me think of it really made me think of the Iron Man. Was it three? Yeah. When they blew up the house in here. Exactly. I was like, oh, yeah. So that's what they were doing was to systematically take down the man, but leave his company intact. Because, but but of course, Karnak in being well, I have to fight uh, aligns himself with Maximus, the mad. That wasn't the Karnak. That, that was Triton. I thought that was Karnak that did that. Triton was with Maximus, the mad. That's the that was the big that was the big switch. It's it was Triton. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. So, so Triton basically, so Maximus basically blow up the Mad blows up Stark's tower because you know Maximus has always never been with the family. He's always wanted his own. Yes. Um. I, uh. So so yeah. So Medusa was like, "We're not going to touch Stark's towers. We're not going to do anything about that." And so you know, I guess Triton went against her wishes and contacted. Uh, Maximus and Maximus blew up Stark Towers, which is now causing, which is going to cause an, an international war, or not international, but going to cause a, well, I guess international war. Yeah. So two things about this issue: one, it's the first appearance of Mosaic. So if you're out there looking for cool. an issue, you're not going to find it. And if you do, they're going to cost a ton of money. Is this issue is already the ours came in all damaged, and when I went to to claim them, they're already out of print. Because as soon as this issue came out on Wednesday, it already went to a second printing because it was already going for twenty to twenty-five to thirty dollars online because of the first appearance of Mosaic. Who is Mosaic? Why are he's love the him? brand new Inhuman who's going to have his own series coming up. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. And the other thing, what's funny, he was is, like a weaker Jericho. Well, exactly. I thought the first thing I thought of was Jericho. Yeah, from so, from Teen Titans. Yeah. So the other thing is, it's the the death of Lockjaw, and he's not dead. He d- he's a teleporter. But it was so people were saying, you know, the death of Lockjaw and Mosaic's first appearance. It's not the death of Lockjaw. He's a teleporter. He so, left. So I'm saying, good luck finding this. We have sold out. It sold out a lot of places. Um, there will be a second printing. This is where I hate the hype machine that Marvel has. You know, I I bitched about DC doing it, but when a book goes to a second printing before it's even released. There is really something wrong there. It's just funny. Like I don't even know who Mosaic is or what's going on. Uh, well, he's he's African American. He's a, you know, he's a, and he's a he was bas- a, bas- he was an a basketball, basketball player. player. The so the I mean, more diversity, miss. more diversity for for us. But I don't know. I just he didn't do anything. That's why I'm like, this is what people are freaking out about. He's an inside spy. Oh, whatever. So real quick before we go, yep. Did you see that it's U.S. Avengers is coming? No. U.S. Avengers led by. Sunspot. It's going to have. Wait, 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 it's going to have the Red wait, wait, Hulk. Wait, wait, wait. It's going to have the Red Hulk with mustache. But it's Sunspot. Yep. Sunspot is. Oh, Sunspot. Okay, sorry. I, for some reason, they said Sunfire. And I'm like, no, he's Japanese. Sunspot. But Sunspot's Brazilian. So people online are like, he's not even American. He has his visa. <laughs> he's been here forever. Uh, he's he's naturalized. So it's going to be an all new War Machine. I know. Was that Misty Knight? No. In the War Machine outfit, the no. female War Machine. No. Oh. No. I thought it was Misty Knight, and I was like, oh, shit. Wait, are you talking about... No, that's... 
War Machine. Yeah, you said War oh, Machine. Oh, wait, who is she going to be? U.S. Agent. U.S. Agent. U.S. Agent okay. is going to be in that. Um, they're going to have... Pod is still going to be in Yes. It. And uh, there's one other person. And Tony oh, Squirrel Girl. Yeah, and Tony Stark's dead, I guess. Tony so. Stark is dead. I guess he's the one that dies. No, that was Riri. She is <laughs> the new 15-year-old who created her own suit. Well, Looks good like for her. she's taken over for a machine. Awesome. All right, everybody. So this has been our... Number two issue of the miniseries. Of the six-issue miniseries. So, um, again, these will always be out at around 6 o'clock on Mondays to take the place of our live show, which will be returning on August 8th. So please stay tuned. And, as always, a special thank you to our sponsors, because without them, we really wouldn't have a show. So, I want to give a special thanks to Club Card Printing. They're the ones that help us do all of the fantastical prints that you see in our palm cards. And if we ever do posters, we're going to get them done there. So, if you're in the San Francisco area, or if you have a computer, check out clubcardprinting.com. We also want to thank Gene Gilmet. He does all the amazing artwork for the show. You can check them out at rltpress.com. Yes, Gene, I, I, and I don't take it personally that Rich is always trying to kill me. So, <laughs> Also want to give a special thanks to Terry Miller. She is the mistress of the mix board and makes all those lovely sounds that you hear uh, during the Geek Chat. Also want to give a special thanks to our major sponsor, Whatever Comics, located at 548 Castro Street in San Francisco, located between 18th and 19th. Check us out online at whateverstoreonline.com and on Facebook under Whatever Store. I'm Desmond. I'm Rich. And we'll see you later. Bye. Marvel DC. Marvel DC. Marvel DC. DC. Marvel. 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 We create our own realities and words. That's disgusting. Hello. That's disgusting. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat.